Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else, alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know. Picarota one strike away, and it's on the ground, off of Picarota, caroms to Fabian, he flips, wow. ball game, Picarota's fired up, and Florida fights on to a game I'm three trying. against LSU tomorrow night. Tough one, obviously. Uh, really good job by Florida swinging the bat. Uh, they got great players. Uh, they played great today. Um, you know, we off, got off to a good start offensively. Um, did a nice job, I thought, with Waldrip. Um, Would have been good to maybe get a two-out hit in either the first or the second to put a little more pressure on them. Uh, but we didn't do that. And then uh, you have to credit them. It was just an onslaught of good at-bats and, and barrels. And uh, they're a great team, and, and they played great today. We get one more college baseball game. Hello, everybody. I'm Wes Moore. Glad you're with us. The Zone live at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame Golf Tournament today. We're going to talk a lot about LSU and Florida Game 3 tonight. And we're going to talk about this golf tournament, and we're going to hear from some of the Arkansas Sports Hall of Famers. They'll be joining us throughout the show. Excited to be out here today. It's an acre-free week. And jump on in here. Christian's back in the studio, and we're going to uh, take your phone calls throughout the day. Christian, I got, the question of the day has got to be, you know, who you got tonight, right? It's Florida or LSU. That's that's the big story. Not a whole lot else going on right now. To me, this is it. Uh, and and I, I know I'm a big college baseball fan. I was glued to the TV, and there were other sports going on this weekend. But I, uh, I was watching Friday night and Saturday afternoon, or I guess Saturday night and Sunday afternoon, and I'll be watching tonight and excited. It's, it's, to me, it's must-see TV. I was actually a little disappointed that the game wasn't on last night. It was yesterday afternoon, and in my mind, in fact, my you know got up Sunday, went to church. My wife said, well, "What do you got today? What do you got doing?" I said, "Man, I got nothing to do except six o'clock tonight. I'm going to be in front of the TV watching LSU Florida." And it wasn't until later on that I realized it was an afternoon game, and so uh, it changed my my plans a little bit. But it was uh, it was fun to watch. I was. You know, I don't have a dog in the fight. Uh, I've I got a lot of family down there. They, they, you know, if they win, if LSU wins, I'm happy for them. Uh, Florida, whatever. I like their coach. He seems like a good guy. Uh, but I was rooting yesterday for Florida just so we would be able to have a game three tonight. And that, to me, is what it's all about. Yeah, I know uh, Morning Mayhem basically asked that same question. So I was wondering if there was maybe another angle we could go at with it. But um, what did they win yesterday? Twenty-four to four. Mm-hmm. Yep, twenty that's, runs. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a different question to me. That there need, and we're going to get Phil Elson on here in a, in a bit, the voice of Razorback baseball. I think yet yesterday shows that even in the postseason, I believe there needs to be a ten-run rule. After seven innings, this game should have been over uh, because it really was over. What it did, it gave LSU a chance to pitch some guys, get them in the game that would normally not get into the game. Um, but it became – it was hard to watch. I mean, I just at the end just had it on. I wasn't watching intently. Um, but, you know, when, when it gets out of hand like that, I think aren't we all in favor of a 10-run rule getting out and getting it done? I guess maybe you're putting some guys in that wouldn't have had or got to play at the College World Series at all maybe in a blowout like that? Oh, no. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's the only benefit to me, that you get some guys into the game. And, and maybe some of them were freshmen, and it's a, it's a great experience, you know, something that they can remember. Uh, or maybe it's a senior, and it's his last chance to pitch, and, you know, he cannot say that he got to pitch in the College World Series. That, to me, is the only only benefit right there. So we just want to ask um, who you got tonight? 
That's what we're going to go with? I think so, because I'm pretty sure I know uh, if we said, who do you want to win, it's going to be probably about 65% Florida, maybe even more. Um, And to me, it's an intriguing game. I'll look it up on uh, Oakland.com here in a minute, or my Oakland app. I got to think LSU's favored. Uh, because they got Skeens in their back pocket. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Skeens. Uh, he, he's going to pitch. I have no doubt in my mind that he'll pitch. Unless something. The only way I don't see him pitching is if it gets out of hand early. You know, if uh, they decide not to start him and maybe use him as a out of the bullpen for 60 pitches, and before he can get in the game, it gets out of hand. But I would think if it's starting to get out of hand and uh, Florida's got guys on base, he would be one of the first guys up in the bullpen. So uh, they got that bullet, man, and he—that's he, a big bullet with Skeens. I'm, I'm curious to know what they're thinking as far as the number of pitches. Uh, you know, there was a lot of talk last night on the on the broadcast or yesterday afternoon how many pitches he could throw, how many he could go, uh, and and the you know the debate centered around uh, 60 pitches. Um, I th- and maybe that's somewhere we go. I, we have an LSU fan listening on their way back. A friend of the show from Omaha, and uh, he said, "Maybe your question is day: How many innings does Skeens pitch tonight on three days rest? You know, he pitched. Uh, I think he threw 123 mm-hmm. pitches in his first outing. Four days later, he comes back. Uh, a shorter rest, but that's normal for a major league pitcher. But these are college guys that aren't used to doing that. They're used to pitching, you know, about every seven days, sometimes every six days. He came back on short rest and uh, was able to throw, I think, 120 pitches. So, what does he do now? Now on three days rest, on even shorter rest, how many pitches can he throw? You know, if and here's where the manager, the coach comes into play, because Skeens would throw and throw and throw. He is there to win a national championship, but sometimes you have to, as an adult, as a person of authority, you have to to over you have to oversee this young man because he's got a huge future in front of him. He's about to be a millionaire. He's going to be either the first or second pick in the Major League Baseball draft next month. This is a guy that you don't want to blow out his arm. So you've got to take care of him. And as the manager, you've got to have a number in mind and stick to that number. And you've got to be the authority figure that comes out and says, you've reached your pitch limit. Give me the ball. We saw that with the Stanford coach not too long ago that let his young pitcher go or his pitcher go and throw and throw and throw. What was the number, 156? Was that it? Yeah, nearly 160. Yeah, Yeah. And, and by the way, his next outing, he wasn't very good at all, and he didn't last long. And i got to think that, that there's something to it, a tired arm. Uh, and you just hope that you know it's not something that will hurt him in the long run. Uh, and I... I hope that uh, Coach Johnson and Wes Johnson there, Jay Johnson and Wes Johnson, the Johnsons, not Ken, uh, will Johnson take and care Johnson? of Skeens tonight. John- oh, there you go. Johnson and Johnson tonight will take care of Paul Skeens, and they're going to uh, set a limit. Now, Skeens is a guy, yeah, He's uh, his pitch count can get up there. You, if you remember back uh, when he was pitching against uh, Wake Forest and Louder not too long ago, uh, he, he uh, went further. Uh, he threw eight innings, I believe it was, or went into the eight, and but he threw more pitches than than uh, Wake Forest pitcher because he was a little bit more efficient. He he's not the Hagen Smith type quite, where it takes a lot of pitches per inning, uh, but he, he with being a strikeout pitcher, it, he he's liable to throw twenty pitches an inning. So could he get three innings from him? Maybe, maybe so. I, I got to think that's it. Sixty-ish pitches, three innings from Skeens, but they got bullpen. Look, their bullpen's been outstanding. Uh, we told you some of the stats last Friday. What their ERA's been since the Super Regional, the number of runs that they've given up at the College World Series. Now that number was blown out of the water yesterday, and it's it's inflated now. But you throw out that. Uh, this bullpen and LSU staff's been awesome. So it's not just a one-man show. Um, and I, I've already gotten a report out of uh, Omaha, the wind, which was blowing out yesterday at 20 to 25 miles per hour, and, and you saw a lot of home runs. Florida hit six. A couple of them were, were wind-aided. 
Uh, the wind is not blowing out like that today. It's supposed to be only about 10 miles per hour. So, not, you know, yesterday, 20 to 25, cut it in half. That's what the wind's doing, but it is going to be blowing out. So it's going to help some of the balls. And it won't be like uh, some of the games where the wind was blowing in and you could not hit it out of the ballpark to center field, left center, right center. So it's going to play uh, a little bit more hitter-friendly today, but not quite like yesterday. I still think it'll be a, a lower-scoring game you know uh, five six runs will win it even with the wind blowing out a little bit I think that'll be enough even with two great offensive teams but these are two teams that have pitching and that is why they're there tonight that is it in the last college baseball game of the year I was, anything else over the week go uh, ahead no I was looking at uh, Florida's run totals just the last uh, their games at the college world series which I think was four games uh, they had 17 runs, I think, and yesterday they had 24. And this is a good offensive team. And they, they, they took advantage of the wind early in one of their games, and then they played some low-scoring games where that wind was howling in and nobody was going to hit it out. So uh, I see... Uh, the opportunity for um, a little bit of scoring tonight. But, it, yeah, you can sit there. Terry Condor Johnson joins us now. She's running this whole show, the shebang, at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. How are you? I'm great. Sorry. Take, I, had to, I had to go take care of Steve Cox, the famous kicker punter. So, uh, anyway, now I'm out of breath. Now you can relax a yeah. little bit. and just <laughs> This is a chance for you to take a, a little 10-minute break yeah. and, and just... Uh, Get get your wits about you. I've only been here since uh, 5.30. So. How did the morning flight go off? It went great. We had a couple of glitches, but, you know, that's with every golf tournament you do. So, yeah, we had 12 teams um, take off at 8.30 this morning. Beautiful day. After last night, I was driving a U-Haul and all that mess going on, trying to get stuff over here. So Well, of course, it's going to be beautiful and green after that rain last yeah, night. Yeah, That's exactly. one of the good things. How many teams are playing this afternoon? We have, well, so we originally thought we were going to have 10 in the morning. We had 12, so we're going to have 30 in the afternoon. Two yeah. from the afternoon yeah. play this yeah. morning? Yeah, so 42 total. Okay. That, well, yeah. that'll help probably speed up play a little bit this afternoon yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Who all do you have here coming back to play uh as some of your Hall of Famers. Well, you know, this was a bad year for us because so many of my regulars were not able to make it. Uh, like Joe Klein always plays, Kevin McReynolds, like Coach Hatfield always played. He's not playing. We got Norm DeBryan coming back. Of course, I don't have my list in front of me, but we were short. I was able to make it up, but there was a lot going on. You know, Justin Aker usually plays, so he's out of town. I don't know. You don't know him? <laughs> You don't want to know him, do you? It's a good week. Why don't you bring that up? <laughs> exactly. Jeez. And then Pat was supposed to be on That's here right. with you. Yep. And he texted me, I guess it was late last night, and said, Missed my connecting flight because of the weather. He said he was going to try to be here for dinner just to hang out. I don't know. Have you heard from him? No, I, I have no not. idea. No. Okay. Uh, I hate anyway, that. Yeah, I do too. And I know he was excited about coming. What does this so. tournament mean for the Hall of Fame? Well, it's actually one of two, uh, besides being a ton of fun, it's actually one of two fundraisers that we have. We have our banquet, which we just had about a month ago. and uh, No, actually two months ago, time flies. And that's one of our fundraisers. And this uh, golf tournament was one of our fun- fundraisers. So it supports our museum. It supports our scholarships that we give to student athletes and uh, just keeps our organization going. You know, I-, I love the museum. We host our Fearless mm-hmm. Friday kickoff lunch in there. Uh, uh, every year, and it's two weeks yeah. from tomorrow. Yeah, um, I love it because there are so many kids that n- never been there. Yes, and then when I'm telling coaches, I'm saying, "Hey, we're going to do it at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame." They're like, well, "Where is that?" Uh, they, I know it's crazy. We're, it, we're hidden over there, and they love it. They yeah. they absolutely love it. I took a little poll after the first year of having it. We used to do it at War Memorial Stadium, and. To a man, they all loved it because it gave them a chance to see the Arkansas yeah. Sports Hall of Fame. And, and you think about it, some of these kids and, and the, the kids that they're bringing, they're usually the best or the team right. leaders. And so they think that's a goal now. Yeah, I want to be in the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame one day, not just visiting the Hall you of Fame. You know what's kind of funny about it, though? 
and that's the nature of our organization. Most of our people are older, actually deceased, that are in the Hall of Fame. And I have this video that I show with past inductees and everything, and these kids don't know most of it. And so that is a good way for them to get familiar with some of our sports heroes from the past because they're so young, They, you know, and Joe Klein will probably get mad at me, but, you know, most of them don't remember like a Joe Klein for basketball or no. uh, whatever, you know, for football. It's they. It's just a generation that didn't remember all that. There were NBA players drafted last week that were born in the year 2004. Oh, my gosh. Does that make you feel old? Yeah, yeah. Well, my daughter was born in 05. Well, and I'm imagine like, if Wait, they're millionaires. What are you doing? Yeah. Get out of the You house. got a year. Get to work. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I'm glad. I forgot that that's two weeks away. Yeah. You're, you're, oh, yeah, the yeah, kickoff the luncheon. Kickoff, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I just caught you off guard. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. <laughs> when, uh, when, when people want to sign up, because I know you're always looking for new membership. members, yeah. uh, members of the Arkansas Sports Hall. What do they do? What's the process? I mean, it's very simple. Uh, you just go online at arcsportshalloffame.com and click that membership tab, and you can join. It's uh, $50 for coaches, former coaches, school administrators, um, and then $100 for regular. And, of course, people go, well, what do you get for that? Well, first of all, you get to vote on the inductees. And then you're supporting our museum, which is history, and you're supporting our scholarships that we give to student-athletes. We give, you know, $10,000 a year in scholarships away. So that membership, besides our two fundraisers, also helps support the museum and our operations. So um, if you want to vote to see who gets in the Hall of Fame, join and vote. How long has the Hall of Fame been around? Well, 1958 is when it was founded, and you can see all the detail, how long it took to finally get it chartered and all that. And then the first class was inducted in 1959, so we've been around a long time. How long have you all been at Simmons Bank? Arena? You know, I think, um, I should know this, but 2004, I think, I, I Somewhere around that time, you know, I didn't start till later and everything. And uh, it was either 2004 when they broke ground or I don't know if it was completed. It's been a long time. How long have you been there? I've been there since December of 2015. Yep. Wow. Coming up on eight years. Yeah. How have you seen things change in your eight years? Um, well, I think we've grown tremendously especially with our board we have a lot more board members um we've had a lot of younger you know people and some of our older um board members have stepped off um i think our banquets have grown um our talk golf terms doing well of course mostly to rodney peel but um yeah i you know just our revenue has grown. We've just done a lot of growth over the years. And it wasn't because of me. It was because of my board presidents and our board. So, And when Arkansas sports is good, that's that's a good thing for you guys, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, when when teams aren't doing well, that's people aren't as excited about sports and excited about voting for people that get in the Hall of Fame. So we need our sports teams to do well. There was... Uh Oh goodness! Who? Oh, it was the, uh, the the gentleman that passed away not too long ago from Dumas, and he was at one point the, the had the fastest 100 time in the world. Is he in our he, Hall of Fame? He is not. Well, we need his name. Yeah. I, I don't know who that is. Grew up in Dumas. I'll I'll do a search yeah, here do in a, a second. Yeah, search and find it. Uh, because I'm when he when he passed away, I was looking and uh, for you know some video yeah. or something. I was like, you know what? I bet we can go to the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. I bet there's video of of him in there. There's a possibility. So how old a guy was he when he died? Older. Okay. So he probably ran on a cinder track. I'm doing a quick Google okay. search. Huge loss. Jim Hines. No, he's not in. When yep. you said that, I was thinking Glenn Ray Hines. No, but yeah. Jim Hines, okay. uh, 76 years old. Okay. Yeah, he passed away July 5th. So he held the, the st- not state, but like some kind of national record? Yes. Oh, wow. I need to do research on that. Yeah, and that's Thank something. You, Randy. That's Randy some, also just let us know it was Jim Hines. Okay. And that's also something I want to bring up is some, you know, people ask me, well, why is so and so not in the Hall of Fame? Well, they have to be nominated. So. If you know somebody that's not in the Hall of Fame that you think deserves to be, then you need to reach out to the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame and nominate that person or find out if he has been nominated. Here, so. here he is, uh, American legend who became the first man to officially break the 10-second barrier in the 100-meter dash. 
Where did you go to college? Um... Uh, Man, you're going to make me read this whole Sorry, story, aren't you? Sorry, don't read the you? whole story. Yeah, because uh, be this was something we talked about June 6th and 7th and 8th, okay. you know, and that's been a couple of weeks ago, okay. and I can't remember gotcha. yesterday. That's when he passed away. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, gotcha. No, we, we talked about this. Uh, he born in uh, 1946 in Dumas, Arkansas. Um, he, I know he did not go to college here. Um, Need to ask Ted Thompson Olympic about success, him. He had Olympic success, set oh, multiple did? records okay. in the 60-yard and the 100-yard dashes, a booming professional career. Um, well, you couldn't really make money in track and field back then, could you? Summer Olympics, Mexico City, oh, okay. world's fastest man to compete, representing wow. the United States. Yep. You know, Ted Thompson's from Dumas. He's on my board. He's around here somewhere. He, I bet he knows all about him. But he uh, he wasn't living here when he passed away. I remember right. that from the story. Yeah. But anyway, um, I was trying to read and talk at the same well, time. I don't no, I, I don't see it. where he went to to uh, college. But yeah, yeah that's I'll a, look that up. That's a great example. Yeah. Of there. I know there are people out there, and they're wondering why this guy's yeah. in. Well, get signed up, become a member of the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. Of course, I say he's not in. I got to go back and double check. Well, so I did a good. I did. I did? went to the website and searched. Okay. And I mean, he, he I didn't come up. The other Hines came up because okay. that's what hit my mind. I was like, wait, that's the guy who was just uh, inducted, and then it. Well, well, no. I mean, I usually remember most of the people that's been inducted, but when there's that many, sometimes you overlook people. Yeah. So. Hey, good luck for today. Well, thank you. I gave you a ten-minute break. Okay. You feel better now? I feel better now. You good and calm? Yeah. Okay. I am. Go tackle. It actually the, did help me. Good. Go, go tackle the next issue. Okay. Thank you so much, Wes. That's Terry Condor Johnson, Executive Director at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame, joining us. All right. When we come back, we'll uh, see if we can pull Phil Elson away and talk a little baseball with him. One more game. You got LSU, Florida tonight. Stick around. You're in the zone. For interior, exterior, commercial, and residential painting, hire the pros at Serta Pro Painters. Get your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Is Sports Center. The 2023 College World Series will see a third and final game. LSU took game one of the series in dramatic fashion in night number one, thanks to a Cade Beloso 11th inning home run that put LSU up 4-3, which was the final. Florida rallied in a big way in game number two on Sunday afternoon. The Gators beat up on the Tigers 24-4 to set up the pivotal clash on Monday night, a 6 p.m. first pitch. You can catch it on ESPN. Florida is searching for their second national championship in school history. LSU is looking for national title number seven in their program's history. In golf, Keegan Bradley took home the Travelers Championship in Connecticut this week by firing a 23-under par. He finished three shots ahead of Brian Harmon and Zach Flair. It's Bradley's 12th professional win and second in the last calendar year. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Take your yard up to the next level with the Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. That? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado and its Turbomax engine. Delivering impressive power with no compromise durability. Whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends, this is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Find new roads at your local Chevy dealer. For more than a century, Arkansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
It's Justin Acre for CertiPro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at CertiPro and tell them I've got a new project for them. CertiPro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at CertiPro. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Acri and Wes Moore. Standing in line to see the show tonight and there's a light on, heavy glow, by the way I tried. Back in The Zone, glad you're with us. I looked it up during the break, Oaklawn's app. LSU is favored tonight. They're minus 143, Florida plus 110. So, uh, not a huge favorite, but LSU is favored tonight. Phil Elson joins us now, the voice of Razorback Baseball. This is awesome, isn't it? What's up, Wes? One more game, a final game, game three. No, this sucks because this means it's over after today. This has been such an entertaining College World Series. I don't want it to end. Can we take this into July? Well, it could have ended last night or yesterday. Yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, so we get one more. See, I'm being optimistic. I would like to say, now, obviously, I would rather the Razorbacks be playing in this, but I can't even imagine a more entertaining College World Series than we've seen. And yesterday is such... It's such an outlier. Like, if you look at every game played up until yesterday, how many runs did Florida score yesterday? 24, was it? Yeah, 24-4. No game had 24 runs scored in it. No game came anywhere close to 24 runs scored, and Florida does that in one game. That might have equaled their entire run total for the entire College World Series up to that. Yeah, they three to two final scores. You know, I mean, I, the announcers knew it. I mean, we're not in Omaha, so once we once they once they start talking and KP and and Burke are talking about the winds blowing out, this is going to be a bif- bit of a different day. Only one team took advantage of that. That's surprising too, because LSU is known for their hitters. LSU just looks sloppy to me, and I hate to think that they uh, were thinking ahead to today and knowing that they have schemes in their back pocket. And I know they wanted to win it yesterday, but I think just all those tight, close games. You think of those extra inning games that they played. I think mentally it caught up to them yesterday, and they looked sloppy. They were making errors. Their pitchers, uh, their quality pitchers at the beginning of the game weren't very good, and their hitters weren't very good. See, I wonder if maybe they got a little sloppy after they got the lead. You know, they might have relaxed in their mind a little bit. When it's three to nothing, three yeah, to one. Yeah, I mean, when it's three to one, not when it's yeah. one nothing, because Florida answered back right after that. But when it's three to one, you know, and and you know, they, I, I can't put my my myself in their mindset. I can only know from what I've seen. And I mean, they at times they've been a little sloppy in the field, especially the two guys that made some miscues yesterday, yeah. Thompson and and Tommy White. Um, so and and look, the, the, we were sort of waiting for a game like that to happen, not like twenty-four to three or something, but for LSU's pitching to give way. You know, it, it should have happened last week when Ackenhausen pitched against uh, Tennessee, mm-hmm. but he was great. So I mean, that was the you know what it's like when you drop into the losers bracket in the College World Series. You have to have a game like that, especially when you're a team like LSU, whose pitching has been. Um, just uneven throughout the year, unless it's been Paul Skeens. Everybody's been uneven on that team. So uh, I don't know if it was a matter they got sloppy or just took their eye off the ball once they had the lead, uh, but I was kind of waiting for a game like that to happen, and it finally did. We, were, we talked about this last week, uh, but LSU staff, they had played 46 innings and had allowed a run in just four of those 46 innings. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Then you go back to the Super Regionals, and, and LSU's uh, count the College World Series before yesterday, and the Super Regionals, their ERA was 1.52. Right. And this was a staff that was... Maligned. Six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, was uh, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, it maligned. They were routinely giving up big leads in the seventh, eighth, ninth innings. When 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 Mississippi State came back from what was it down eight or nine runs in the last couple of innings in a game, and as bad as Mississippi State was, then now they that they team had some hitters. But for just for them to be able to keep LSU off the scoreboard for the bottom of that ninth inning was a shocker enough. Uh, that's when I started to think, my gosh, maybe this maybe this number one team isn't really good enough to make it to the College World Series. Well, they are. They are. All these guys have good stuff. It's a matter of if you can compete. And, um, you know, what we've seen, Ty Floyd can compete. 
Thatcher Hurd can compete. Riley Cooper, yeah. that dude can compete. Now, he did, he, he's the modern-day college baseball Sid Fernandez. You remember Sid, El Sid? Yeah. Big, chunky lefty pitched for 85 years in the major leagues. We remember him with the Mets in, in 86. Um, you know, Jesse Orozco, that kind of guy. Just a bad-looking body, but the dude can throw, and he knows what he's doing. They got a bunch of those on that team. They do. Cade Beloso <laughs> looks yeah. like he belongs in a beer league and a beer softball. Yeah. And he hits like it, too. It launches him. <laughs> I mean, it's they, 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 Beloso and, and Riley Cooper look like they were separated at birth. What What do you do with Skeens if you're uh, Jay Johnson? Uh, you you save him for when you got to get out of an inning. Yeah, you can't start him today. Right? You can't start him today. You can't expect him or or hope that he's going to tell you. Yeah, yeah, coach. I got 120 in me today. You can't do that. You can't even allow. That, he can can't. You? He can't allow that to happen as well. He's going to have to dial down the the competitive nature to want to be the dude that he's been all year long. You know, with another day of rest, with another two days of rest, have at it. Under the old structure of the College World Series, before they kind of compacted it two years ago, maybe he'd be good to go. If they had a rain out, he might be good to go. Mm-hmm. But I think you start thir- uh, Thatcher Hurd. I don't remember how many pitches he threw the other day when he relieved Skeens, but it wasn't 120 like Skeens. Um, but this would be a bullpen day for him. So it's not like you're overworking him if he pitches a bullpen session worth, or maybe a little more. What is a bullpen session? I mean, how many pitches are you talking about? I think it depends pitcher to pitcher. Some pitchers, you know, it depends on who it is. But for a guy like that, I mean, he's a big body. He's got great mechanics. There's no wasted motion. Um, I would say 45 to 60, something like that. But you can't start him. Because Thatcher Hurd's good, too. Mm-hmm. And you can tr- they can trust him. Now, in, in all honesty, Iowa blows up in their faces. <laughs> I mean, I'm all Florida at this. Anybody, I was going to, not anybody but LSU. I was anybody but LSU in Tennessee. Um, I was rooting for TCU for obvious reasons, yeah. just to root for the team that beats you. And I was rooting for Wake Forest because of the stupid streak, which people call a jinx, which is not a jinx. There's a difference between a streak and a jinx. That's a streak. Um, and it's just it just shows you the nature of the sport of the game uh, of uh, of the college baseball, but um, yeah, I'm uh, I've been rooting against LSU. That's not to say I I admire that team for for how they've uh, come out of uh, of this losers bracket and they play gritty. They're they're a fun team to watch. I don't like them, but they're a fun team to watch. And they're they're talented. Yes, I mean, uh, I mean, just and they look fun. at the major league baseball draft, and you're going to see that. And then in the future years, they've got other guys that are not draft eligible that will be drafted. This is a very talented team that that was number one for basically half the year. They're, they're, it's not a uh, Cinderella story. This is a very talented, good team. They are now. I shouldn't say top heavy, West, but the 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 amount of talent at the top of the draft on that team is unlike anything I've seen before. It reminds me a little bit. Uh, what was it, 2015 Vanderbilt? They had Carson yeah. Fulmer and Dansby Swanson on that team. Both first rounders, but they didn't. They weren't going to go one and one and one two like these guys right. are. Um, and they also weren't major league ready like Skeens is, or like, I mean, I don't know about Cruz. I think a pitcher might be closer to to, to major league ready than a hitter in almost any situation, uh, just because his stuff will pitch like Cruz will get to the big league soon and he'll be good there I just got a hitter needs a little a little time and the other thing is you're not going to shut down a hitter you're going to shut down a pitcher that's never thrown this many pitches in his life before and 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 probably you know get him ready for next year who has the number one pick in the draft it's the Pittsburgh Pirates what I was just thinking again all right who you want I mean, I've gone back and forth in, on this all year. And you know, like, I'm a Pirates fan, but I hate love the Pirates. Growing up in Pittsburgh, I can't, like, erase them from my brain because they're just attached to my DNA. But I hate them at the same time because they don't deserve the love and the passion that a lot of people who I know back home in Pittsburgh still give to them. I would, I would want to go to as many Pirates games if I lived there, but I would do everything I can to make sure that every ticket was free. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I am with them. Uh, but who do I want? I've gone back and forth with this all year. It's tough to go against the guy who's an everyday player 
in Cruz who has no weakness and plays such an important position and and has power and speed and looks like a great teammate and could be all about him, but I don't think that's who he is. Yeah. But I think it's tough to go against a dude who's ready to pitch in the majors right now. And if he's throwing 102, 103 now, he might throw harder in the future. And you're just waiting for the Tommy John. Everybody's waiting for the Tommy John. It feels like a rite of passage for any pitcher, especially with an arm like that. Um, and that's the thing that scares me about him. Uh, so, but I'd have a tough time going against Skeens. Because when I'm watching him pitch against these College World Series lineups that are really good, and he's he, it's like, why do you even bring a bat up to the plate most of the time? It's nuts. I probably would go with Skeens. It's a tough call. It is. It is, and it sucks that you got to have that call because you're such a bad team. But hey, you know how many times have they had? And look, we've got so we've got over here on this inductees list. There's another former one-one pick of the Pirates, Jeff King, 1985, was the first overall pick. I turned into a huge get Jeff King fan before I even knew where Arkansas was located. I love Jeff King, and 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 King and Jeff and Greg Swindell were the one two were the one and two picks that year. Swindell just talked about it because he was he was on the on the uh, on the call for the Arkansas for the Fayetteville region, yeah. um, I don't know who. It's almost the same kind of thing, you know. Swindell had a longer career than King did. Nobody realized Jeff King didn't really like playing baseball very much. <laughs> that was kind of the reason that he didn't stick around for a long, long time. But um, I, I hate that my team has the pick, but and I also don't like what that the draft is where it is. Um, you realize when they move the draft. You remember when it happened? 2020, the draft was going to be in Omaha mm-hmm. at the College World mm-hmm. Series the day before. Yeah, it was like this is awesome. This is exactly the way it would be. Nobody's going to get picked while they're on the field. Um, it's it's happening around the time where we can kind of look like there's a link between college baseball and Major League Baseball. Pandemic happened. Nobody knew what to do. They pushed the draft, five-round draft into July. It stays there. They marry it with the All-Star game. That's the reason Caden Wallace wasn't playing for the Razorbacks this last year because they moved the draft within 45 days of his birthday. He's draft eligible as a sophomore. He would have been the third baseman this last year. Um, and and it um, it this last month, is just such uncertainty for college baseball teams, especially those that are at the College World Series. Hasn't stopped Florida from getting Colby Shelton to transfer from Alabama with 25 home runs. But And LSU got a uh, Alabama's relief pitcher. Yeah. Uh, he's from Monroe. He's going back home. But they're, they're still hitting the portal while they're there. Yeah. Well, I, I just... Um, I hope they make the right choice. They're going to pick either one of those two guys. You'd say neither one of them is the wrong choice. You don't know until six or seven years from now. Uh, speaking of the portal, the Razorbacks have hit, uh, I guess, now five guys in the portal that are uh, coming to play ball. Any thoughts? Let's see if I can remember them here. you got um, White, the catcher from Texas Tech. You've got um, Jack Wagner, not the former General Hospital actor and singer. Um, but a uh, an infielder from Tarleton State. I'm gonna have a lot of fun with Jack Wagner throughout next season. Yeah. Um, there's Wahiwa Aloy, the shortstop from Sacramento State. I was gonna let you say that. Wahiwa Aloy. Wahila. Wahiwa. Wahiwa. I think it's Wahiwa. Okay. Wahiwa. Yeah. Kind of goes along with like Maui Ahuna okay. from last year. Another shortstop who transferred into the SEC. Uh, you got I forget the name of the left-handed pitcher who's transferring in from Kansas. Nice to see a lefty Hewitt pitch and relief. Hewlett. And have I missed on anybody Center else? Fielder from Missouri. Uh, Ty Wilmsmeyer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I knew going into the offseason you were going to get, you, I think, I thought you are going to be looking at catcher, shortstop, center fielder, and whatever pitchers you can land on. Um, and they're still not done. I think, I, think there'll be, I think there'll be more pitchers on the way. Well, I'm not sure about position players any longer. You, you look at what he's done. That's Dave Van Horn, right up the middle. Catcher, shortstop, yep. center fielder. I know they got a great signing class coming in, and if they come, that's a bonus. If they don't, They've got a backup plan now. Well, that's the other aspect of the draft being where it is now. Yeah. It used to be you had another, you had a month to, you know, for the, to, to have a sense which one of these freshmen were going to show up on campus, and, and and it's just so much more uncertain. They'll have till, gosh, I think it's the end of August to make their decision whether or not they're signing a contract or not. And and once you know, once they make the decision, if they do to go to college, well, you better pack up and go. 
because fall ball is starting pretty soon after that. So, yeah, they have a, I mean, it's a great class. But you know this when you sign a great class, that you're just going to get raked over the coals in the MLB draft, and that's going to happen this year. Do you think they know, have a good feeling about individual players, if they're going to sign or if they're going to come to Fayetteville? Um, I think they know these kids well enough to have an understanding of their financial situation and whether or not they can uh, say no. If if a kid gets drafted in the first couple rounds, I think he's gone. First three rounds, I think he's gone. And and the Major League Baseball teams have to make sure that they sign those kids because you only have 20 picks now. It used to be you had 40, and then before that you had however many you wanted. Mm -hmm. So you could take a flyer. You really can't take flyers until you're in the latter half of the back 10, 15 through 20, 17 through 20. So it, it, I just think if somebody gets drafted rounds 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, they're gone. They're gone. I mean, whatever they're slotted for doesn't mean that's what they're going to get in the bonus. Teams save money in the first round so they can spend more money in the third, fourth, fifth round. Um, but I, just on a rule on my own thought, if somebody gets drafted of the first five rounds, they're gone. Phil Elson with us. The voice of Razorback Baseball. How do you feel about the one-two punch they have next year with Hagen Smith and Brady Tiger? I love it. I mean, the stuff is off the charts. Off the charts. Um, and I, I think I think it's it's weird how it all worked out in the last couple of years because Hagen Smith was a starter originally. Brady Tiger was a reliever. Turns out Tiger's got the repertoire to be a starter. And I think he's got the staying power to do it, too. We, we barely saw him scratch the surface of what he can do as a starter because he, they were bringing him back so carefully and cautiously from the, the ligament strain, which was smart. Uh, but his changeup, we all talk about his curveball and everything. His changeup is as good as his curveball. I think Brady Tiger's going to pitch in the major leagues at some point. Uh, and I love him as a starter. I actually like Hagen Smith more as a reliever. Um, just because he can, in that sense not worry about, well, I got, I'm supposed to go X amount of innings. Um, he just, he just is, is a little inefficient. Uh, his stuff, if he could be just a little more efficient with his stuff, he could be the most dominant pitcher in college baseball or maybe one of the top five. Yeah. Um, but, but you're still kind of waiting on that. Now, the good news is that usually every year somebody takes a giant step forward, whether it's a pitcher and a lot of times it's a pitcher. Uh, we saw Dylan Carter kind of doing that this year until the elbow injury. Um, Hagen Smith can still take that giant step forward. And if he does, that's Golden Spike stuff. I don't know if it'll happen. Even if it doesn't happen, he's still a really good college pitcher. Uh, I just think he's more suited in relief to the way he pitches now. Yeah, I like to tease him all the time. He, he was came on the show with mm-hmm. us a, a, each week that you know he had seven no hitters in high school, and I'm still waiting for that first one in college. <laughs> but he has that kind of stuff. That the problem would be the number of pitches for a nine inning game. To to do that, he would have to get some help, some early you know ground balls or stuff. But that's the kind of stuff he has. Yeah, he can be he can he, can, he can be dominant. It's just I think he has no trouble getting to two strikes. It's just finishing the batter off sometimes is is an issue for him. I'll, I'll let you go on this, because every year it seems to be there's one guy that we think is gone, and the draft comes around, and we get a, a pleasant surprise. You know, Brady Slavens was kind of one. You know, mm-hmm. that we're like, oh, he's coming back. So is there a guy that you think a pleasant surprise that you would uh, say, we could get this guy back? Well, let's see. Who's, uh, who's, who's available for the draft that could? You know, Tavian Josenberger's gone. I mean, I think he's uh, he showed a lot last, especially the power. I think that he's gonna he's gonna end up going. Um, I don't know. I thought maybe Caleb Cali, maybe Cali. Um, I think he might have shown enough this last year, uh, middle of the season, second half of the season, uh, to show that that he can play third base at a professional level. He's a really good hitter, um, but. Maybe there, maybe maybe he doesn't go in the draft where he thinks he should. Maybe he goes uh, after the tenth round and and thinks that maybe he can get a little inside ten rounds. But then if he does that, he's going to lose his uh, he's going to lose his leverage. Yeah. But he's one guy that I think um, potentially could. I lied. One more freshman hitter that could step up next year and you know provide a uh, similar to what we saw this year. Uh, it's just somebody that takes that big step his sophomore year. Who you got your eye on? Oh. I mean, I, I think. I mean, Kendall Diggs. There's a there's another gear for Kendall. Uh, once he 
once he gets a little less passive in certain areas. Now, he's not a freshman. He's a sophomore, and he's going to be playing right field next year. Uh, so I think, there's, I think there's another gear for Kendall Diggs, um, even power-wise. You know, what did he hit last year? He had 12, 13, 14 home runs, I think. I think he's got the capability for, for closer to 20 um, if he's... He, he's, he gets a little too selective sometimes, uh, but I could see a big jump for him. I'm also interested to see like what um, Ben McLaughlin might do if given a chance to play. Well, not given a chance to play every day, but just if he does play every day, because I think his kind of bat, um, I think his kind of bat can, because he's a line-to-line, gap-to-gap, smart hitter, uh, won a gold glove in juco ball, so you know we didn't get a chance to see him play the field very much because of the knee injury this year, and I think that affected him on the bases. So if he's really healthy, I'd, I'd be interested to see what he does too. Phil, thanks. I know you got to run. It's good, good to see you, Wes. It's good to catch up with you. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna try to make sure that my team beats yours today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's on. I'd see you, bud. Phil Elson joining us. We'll wrap up hour number one when we come back. Stick around. You're in the zone. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. I'm ready, Slick, are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must warn Have you been outside recently and you have that pain in your back or your shoulder, maybe even in your knee? Well, why don't you get rid of it? Take your life back. Go check out my friends over at QC Kinetics today. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. You know, I had a friend call me the other day and he says, you know, I've got some really bad back pain. And he goes, I, I just don't have time to, to be out of work and not be able to do what I do every day. And I told him, I said, you need to call my friends over at QC Kinetics. So he did. He went through the free consultation. And the next thing you know, he calls me, he says, you know what, my back is feeling amazing. If you're that same guy or gal and you've got that nagging pain in your back, your knees, your shoulders, just call QC Kinetics today. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right to where the pain is. The best part? No invasive surgery, no harmful drugs, and no downtime. Give QC Kinetics a call today for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501 This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. This is Pat Riley for Wood Davis. If you've never painted a room before, it's easier than you think. First timers who plan each step are quick to wonder what all the fuss was about. Head over to Wood Davis in Jacksonville, Sherwood, or Greenbrier and you'll find more Valsper medallion colors than you could possibly imagine, including the perfect one for your interior painting project. Medallions are the only paint and primer with color affinity and provides one coat color that lasts. Get organized, get down to work, and then enjoy and don't settle for anything less than Valsper Medallion Paint and Primer at Wood Davis Lumber Plus. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help us with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. J.D. Power ranked Shelter Insurance number one in customer satisfaction among auto insurers in the central region and number one in price. See Candace Alford in Gravel Ridge, Brian Cress in North Little Rock, or Michelle Herring in Whitehall. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan, because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 1037 The Buzz. Genwell Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Justin Aker for my friends down in Hot Springs. Of course, I'm talking about Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. Every day at Oaklawn, offering entertainment from daily casino promotions and then 24-7 smoke-free casino to live entertainment every weekend in the newly opened Pops Lounge. The fun never stops at Oaklawn. It doesn't matter how you like to have fun. Oaklawn is here to help. They've got a $150,000 slot tournament every Saturday in June from 7 to 11 p.m. Join us at Oaklawn for the red, white, and blue slot tournament every Saturday with the grand finale on July 1st. 
first. And that is just the beginning, folks. Don't forget about the headliner entertainment coming up as well. Chris Jansen coming up on July 2nd. Ricky Skaggs will be here in just a few weeks with the Kentucky Thunder. That's July 14th. The Four Tops in August. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band in September. And KC and the Sunshine Band. Get down tonight indeed. October 7th at Oaklawn. All the tickets are available at oaklawn.com. Book your room, your spa treatment. Get more information about everything going on in Hot Springs at Arkansas's only race and casino resort. It's Oaklawn at oaklawn.com. The Zone and the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Want to get into the show but you can't call? Text 661-1037 and give us your thoughts. My nail tech knows how to keep it a little secret. I don't wish for my success. I speak it. I caught a buzz and you did too, but you tweaking. I look like I've been getting money. How reeking? You smell me? That's LV. Walk around with my chest out. Welcome back to The Zone. Glad you're with us. Westmore Christian Weaver, acre-free zone this week. Wrapping up hour number one, we're at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. It's their uh, annual golf tournament. We've got the uh, morning flight already out there. They'll be wrapping up here soon and coming in to eat a little lunch. We'll we'll grab some of those uh, golfers, some of those Hall of Famers, and interview them. And then also coming up this afternoon, the uh, second wave will tee off at 1.30. And so they'll be coming in here pretty quick, checking in and eating some lunch. So it should be a fun afternoon. I'm excited to. This is one always one of the events we look forward to because of the uh, quality of guests that we can come, get to come in and join us on the on the show. And, um, and usually... It's a kind of a dead period where there's not a whole lot going on. Now, tonight we do have a big game. It is the finals, the game three between LSU and Florida at the College World Series, and that is the zone question of the day. Who do you think wins the College World Series tonight? And Christian, I just I just looked at it. It's dead even right now. It's 50-50. I mean, just totally split. Yeah, that's what I saw at 38 votes. It's 19-19. Um, what was the, the you said the morning show asked a uh, similar question? Do you know what their results were? Was it similar? Did I lose you, Christian? Oh, I didn't have a mic on. Rookie moment. Oh, uh, they asked who are you pulling for in Game Three of the College World Series? Uh, oh, Florida led at forty-two percent, and then neither was thirty-six percent. Mm. So they put a neither option there. I got you. I, that's hard for me. I, I do. I get invested in the game. I can start watching a game and think I'm, I don't care who wins. You know, I have nothing on it. It just uh, there's no dog in the fight for me. By the end of the game, I'm pulling for somebody. I, it never fails. There, it, it happens all the time. And sometimes it's a team you know that's losing. You know, you you you're kind of the underdog. You you want that team to come back and win, and and something dramatic happened. I'm a story guy. I guess you know, being a broadcaster, I love stories. And to me, sometimes that story develops during a game. And it could be, you know, that, that big hit, that clutch moment, and it causes me to start rooting for somebody. But going into tonight, it's uh, going to be tough not to root for Florida. I mean, for LSU to get another one, that, that wouldn't – that's tough. Look, they're already killing it in the portal. You look at the guys that they got last year in the portal, and they're going to keep doing it. And it's just going to make uh, – Jay Johnson's a good coach, and he's a good recruiter, and it's just going to make LSU even better if they go and get the, the uh, national title tonight. So I'll be uh, – I guess I, I'll be uh, doing the gator chomp for Florida. Uh Wind blowing out just a little bit. Not as much as yesterday, so it should be an offensive game. It'll be a fun game. We'll hit on that tomorrow. All right, coming up in hour number two, we'll talk more about the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame Golf Tournament. Catch up with some Hall of Famers. Fun hour. We'll take some phone calls, too. 661-1037. You're in the zone. It's the Ranger and Mercury Firecracker Blowout Sale. Going on now at all six Bradford Marina Day TV statewide locations. Check out the Regency 230 LE3 Sport with 250 Mercury Verano and get up to $10,000 in savings. Or try the Ranger 520R with Mercury 250 Pro XS and up to $5,000 inflation discount. And a free cover on the spot financing. Buy today, play today. A 